The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Spoiler spectacular. I made that name up on the spot. I don't know what we're calling this thing. Sounds That's great, pretty good. I like that, man. Uh, my name is Mitch Dyer. This is a giant table full of people. I'm just going to let everyone introduce themselves. Uh, my name is Marty. I'm sharing the mic with Mitch. This is going to be real weird. We're going to do a cool kiss halfway through. Cool well, kiss. Are you guys going to go back and forth like that? <laughs> yeah. Or just, what, you Definitely. Don't just... Yes. <laughs> yeah. going to lean in, do some smooches. Uh, I'm Sean Vanneman. Uh, I work at Campo Santo with these three. Hi, I'm Jane Ng. I also work at Campo Santo. I'm Jake Rodkin. You'll never guess where I work. <laughs> I'm Chris Remo, and you will definitely guess where I work. <laughs> we did it, everyone. That's the power of teamwork. Uh, cool. So Firewatch is out now as we record. I know. This it's, is really amazing. You have a video game in the world. <laughs> Do people know that we, it's not out in the world that you and I are living in right now? You're shattering or we're not the supposed illusion, to do that. Sean. It's fine. <laughs> uh, because I think that needs to be communicated because... People are getting the first time we have talked to anyone. Yeah, so as we record this, this well, and the we're game also is not com- out. We're also completely unaware of what the reaction of the world is <laughs> to the game. Like, right. this could be going out to a world that has panned and rejected Firewatch. Like, exactly. This, like, could be, yes. this could be ultimately seen as, like, the final straw in the hubris that destroyed all of our crew. <laughs> <Right. laughs> These like, are four people really excited about a wet fart. Jesus. <laughs> talk about this piece of shit. We brought a, a real group of happy people in today. Well, it's I mean, important for us to stay grounded. Like I don't know. We gotta stay grounded. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying we don't know. Have no way. I think what we were trying to get at is that it's still January when we're recording this. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Mitch and That's I. That's what Chris was saying. Yeah, it's literally all I was saying. Well, I mean, the, well, reading anything else into what I said would be crazy. Okay. At the very least, uh, two people in the world enjoyed it. Uh, oh, you found God. those two people. So <laughs> Jake and Jane. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you two didn't even like it. <laughs> Verdict's out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna talk to you guys about your game. We're gonna the spoiler gloves are off. We can talk about anything. If you have not played so, Firewatch, please tell so the god, do not watch this video without playing Firewatch. We are gonna I'm gonna ask Sean all sorts of weird questions uh, about spoiler stuff, uh, personal stuff. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna dig into the game uh, with we're gonna be open about it. It's gonna be great. That's so exciting. Uh, I think. People so, at home can also watch us increasingly sweat over the course of this. It's a video only. Not only is it very feature. tense in this room, it's very hot. 
It's yeah. cozy. Yeah, I'm trying to just like let it happen. It's, it's going to turn, settle it's gonna in. turn into a therapy. Yeah, that's what, that'll be great. <laughs> I cannot wait for that. Uh, but I do want to start. I want to start talking about the very, very beginning of your game. Uh, the first ten to fifteen minutes of Firewatch are something I think a lot of people didn't see coming. It, it's very different than the rest of the game. Uh, Tell me a little bit about how that came to be, how that might have changed over time, because it's really, really, really effective. Uh, it's kind of, I guess, how we decided to get people into Henry's mind, and also, I guess, me convincing people that what the story was going to start with. I built that over the course of like a long weekend, I think, in Twine. Uh, which you is built a, like, that before you built we had a pro- an office. Uh, oh yeah, I built yeah. that in the Elwood oh, wow. Thumbs office, yeah. and, like back yeah. in the concrete hole. So you definitely um, knew like what the game was going to be, what it was going to be about. No, that early. That oh, like okay. I knew who Henry was. Though. Okay, yeah. yeah, I knew who Henry was, and I figured if we knew who Henry was, then we could just go from there. I have an idea. I got this damaged man <laughs> living in my mind. <laughs> or Let's as, get him out. Or as some people would call a man. It was. Yeah. It was a good way for for you, Sean, to write Henry's backstory in a way that was digestible for the team, but it also was filling a need that we had encountered really early when we were designing the story of Firewatch, yeah. which is we did not want Henry's backstory to be a mystery to players. We wanted them to feel like they knew his past in full. Because we um, we had some early versions of the beginning of the game that we were churning on that started off like three weeks in, where you're, just, yeah. you're already Henry. It starts off with you just on any old day in your fire lookout tower. And then we realized that like the, the hypothetical situation that set off the alarm bells for us was like a player talking to Delilah and gets a little bit flirty and then like... We cut. We like show Henry adjust his wedding ring as like twist. You're playing as a married guy, and you were just flirting. Feel bad about yourself. And we was like, that's a that's actually <laughs> that's not a the, bad that, game. That's yeah. not what we want the game to be. So we wanted you to be able to choose all of the things you do out in in this job with a sense of who Henry is before he gets there, and having some sense of ownership over that, so that when you choose to say or withhold things to Delilah about your past or about your marriage or whatever else you as a player feel like you have some ownership of that. That's our hope, at least. Yeah. So is that, is a, a thing I want to just mention real quick, because I think it's... Good try. <laughs> <laughs> what a party. Yeah, thank you guys for asking uh, one question to start the podcast. Here, but, uh, <laughs> we're just going to talk nonstop for three hours now, because we've not spoken to anyone about well, this game it yet. Just, it just feels, so like, it feels like we missed like one step of that, which is that... Firewatch is a video when, game. When, Sean, when you made that, you were using Twine, like the, yeah. the, the uh, text game mm. creation tool. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure tool and that the, you should use. It's really good. Like, to my memory, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but, like, as I remember it, you didn't make that with the intention of it being no. part of the game. Yeah. It no. was like, it was you, at, at some oh, point, right. like, someone, yeah. and maybe it was you, I can't even remember, was like, what if this is how the game started? But that was, a, Jared, that was like, months after yeah. you actually of, made the prototype. I think it was floated early on as maybe we could open the game with this, and then that just, like, got buried by developing the rest of the game. So then, like, I, like... Yeah. yeah. yeah but so the, that's the only thing I wanted to say. I just thought that part was of the a game? weird, yeah. cool yeah. thing. It wasn't like, oh, I'm building a part of the game right. now. It was, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to do this exercise so we can pl- everyone can play a game that gets everyone... You, you can become familiar with who the character is, like, the whole team. Like, doesn't matter what your job is. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, I feel like it was more like a pitch from you to be like, hey, this is how I think Henry is. And yeah. I remember you, you guys also, play yeah. it and tell me if you want to make a game about this yeah. guy. And <laughs> you also wanted to be able to experiment with interactive dialogue, I remember. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. more an exercise, like not really uh-huh. like this is how we're going to yeah. start the game exactly. at all. And then actually, just to keep talking, uh, <laughs> that since that was such an old like foundational piece of our thinking of the story, it, but it was not in the game for a long time, it was... Um, I remember we had the day two, which is the day that you go out and find the cut telephone line, and Henry and Delilah are having a ton of conversations through that entire part. That 
that was actually, I think, Sean being like, oh my god, how do I have to fill? There's so much. This is the longest amount of walking we've had to develop in the game. And then you went back and made sure that every single thing that they were talking about was secretly a reference to that twine. And then it ended up feeling like we were really smart and had a plan. But it, yeah. we did not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. yeah. Was uh, part of that reaction to sort of like make sure that, hey, we don't want Henry's past shrouded in mystery, was that like almost reactionary to because um, uh, Sean and Jake, you guys worked on uh, Telltale's exactly, Walking Dead. What you're Dead. about to say is correct, yes. So whereas you're playing Walking Dead Season 1, and for so much of it, you really don't know who Lee was mm-hmm. before you gained control over him. Was sort of that a kind of pivot away 100%. from that? 100%. Like, I remember sitting in that old office in, like, November 2013 and being, like, so much of the Walking Dead Season 1 was, did he do it, didn't he do it? The character on screen knows, I don't. Let's experience the story. But we were making a game that was first person, so it's like you are more, yeah. e- even more so him now. So you and have the, to and know. And the story of the game in Firewatch, mm-hmm. like a lot of the moment-to-moment stuff is about the fallout from that on his life, whereas in The Walking Dead, like... Well, I think it became that, yeah. But yeah. it was a reaction at the beginning for yeah. sure. I remember d- thinking like, well, I did one game like that, like not doing that again. You know, uh, it was definitely, that's completely mm-hmm. correct, yeah. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Got to keep taking this microphone. Hello. Hello. No, it's fine. I have no grace. Uh, I think what makes that intro so effective is you have, you know, you have all these different choices, the binary choices about, like, what you say and what you do and what dog you adopt. And then you kind of pivot and you stop making the choices choices. Like, the bad stuff in Henry's life starts happening. And you click it the same way you do when you make a choice. But it's just like, nope, that's not a choice in your life. This bad thing is happening. Yeah. This is how you're reacting. That's out of your control. And then you pair that with your music, Chris, and it's phenomenal. Like you have this. Thank tell you. me about the music in that scene because it's really, really, really great. That's that, Chris's favorite track in the game. Well, <laughs> <laughs> awkward silence. Sorry, I, isn't it, Chris? Because isn't you're, it? Because you're you, I was like, I can't tell. No, what, no. He's, he's saying that because that was that was the in there. I think the first completed music mm-hmm. in the game. I can't remember if that came first or if the end of day one break-in music came first. It, that one did, but when it's the, it, it was like the second piece of music written and yeah. it's the first thing that you hear when you play the right. game. So we've and, heard that song. also, that was the first, that was definitely, the thing that it definitely is was the first interactive music track in the game, which meant that um, a lot of testing was required to make it work right. Um, it also, we just the way that we built that scene meant that if you wanted to test anything in the scene for a long time, you had to play through the entire thing because we didn't have save, save and load working for a long time in development. So I just heard that goddamn thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm sorry I immediately much. turned this answer into you talking about why you don't like no, the no, piece no, of music. Okay. I actually, I'm now, now I'm happy with it again, I guess, because I, I, don't, I haven't listened to it nonstop for the last six months. But no, that, um, that music... I'm trying to remember. I think that I, I, because there was so, so little of the game just existent yet, you know, in the world when I when I tried to score that because we we went back and forth on that a lot. It was like, should we have a like a really detailed soundscape that's like mimicking everything Henry does, like a radio play, yeah. and then for a lot of sort of just creative reasons that didn't make any this like didn't really make any sense because it's like. Well, there's one scene where he beats the shit out of a guy, and like, are you going to turn that into a comic book? Yeah. Like, what, that, that would just be weird to like hear that. And the later stuff gets more sort and of. And then abstract. also, yeah, it turns into existential stuff rather than like direct conflict. What is so the like, sound of existentialism? Yeah, like what is what is the sound of your wife like deteriorating? Like, oof! Like, let's yeah. not even go there because it's it's turning it into a cartoon kind of. In a, well, I mean, nothing wrong with 
turning things into cartoons, but in this particular case... It turns case, out that sound is... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I think I think the thing I decided was just like, this should just be really simple and shouldn't get in the way too much. It has to be able to loop because the um, I kind of figured... This is a game where a lot of it is going to be, and this ended up carrying forward into most of the music for the game. Or not, not most, but about half of the music in the game works this way. Um, this is a game where it only progresses when you as the player progress, right? It's not like a survival 24-hour clock that's going to keep going. So that means there are a lot of cases where the music has to shrink or expand to fit. And the twine was definitely absolutely a case of that because you can just sit there forever on a given screen and never move forward. But on the other hand, you don't want it to just be one loop that goes. That would just be, like, because then it would be ignoring what's happening in the actual story. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is this is a, a good chance, like a low-risk place to test out making, figuring out what interactive music means in Firewatch. And so the way it works essentially is there are, like, breakpoints in the twine, or we, we refer to it as the twine, but in the prologue of the game, it's not the shipping one is not built in yeah, twine. Yeah, it's, it's not built in twine. <laughs> uh, we, we basically recreated a micro, yeah. a micro version of twine inside of Unity, and yeah. then kept calling it that just to yep. confuse everyone. Sorry. Um, so as you hit those breakpoints, what it does is it then like pings the sound engine and is like, whenever you get a chance, move to the next section of music, and then it finds a point in the music where it, it is. I have like defined a bunch of points in the music where it's like safe to switch over to the next one, like where it musically sounds good, basically. And then it does like an intelligent crossfade and then continues. And But the way that I wrote it was basically just sitting there with it running on a computer and just playing the piano. Like that track is almost all piano. There's piano and a little bit of guitar. And I basically just sat there like playing against it again and again and coming up with these, I think five, uh, there's like five sort of sections that transition into one another. And that's the thing that's, that's is that sort of rare in games. Like I'm trying to think of examples of that that come to mind. It's like Monkey Island Two and that's like Banjo Kazooie. Way more cla- like yeah. classic adventure games. Like the LucasArts LucasArts style of the '90s was all about the loops that know how to transition into themselves. Yeah. It's becoming more common again now. And like I will I will point yeah. out that like this game doesn't have st- like if you so you know a game that I was involved with for a couple of years was the Bioshock Infinite, and that game has a crazy interactive music um, combat system and stuff where it ramps up and down in combat and it's like really, it's crazier than anything we're doing in Firewatch because this game doesn't have enough, like it would be weird to do that because it's like you unlocked a door like you opened a box like <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so like we're not, we're not doing stuff like that yeah. but it's definitely becoming more common these days just because the technology is able to sort of recapture some of what you used to only be able to do with like MIDI kind of, um, you know, je- uh, synthesized sound, that stuff, it was totally possible to, like, interlock it and additively build on it because it's all a computer doing all the stuff. Playing all the notes in real time, right? Then it's, instead exactly, of having to do, right. like, recording mixing. Um, and now we just have a, a lot better technology for simulating that using, like, sampled recordings of real instruments or, like, complexly layering um, pre-recorded segments. Um, there are definitely tracks in the game uh, the the twine is not an example of this. The twine just goes from segment to segment, and each one's built out. But there are tracks in the game where elements are, like, slotted in and out. You know, instrumentation is, like, added and removed based on where you are. And I, I hope that if I did a good job, literally nobody is going to notice that. Like, they would have no way to know that's happening. Mm-hmm. It would just sound like, oh, and in the soundtrack, it just got a little bit louder here. And, that's and like, whatever. That's what was supposed to happen. Um, but, like... The, there's a bunch of stuff going on under the hood that hopefully is just like completely seamless. Yeah, I never noticed. 
It's so seamless that you, in fact, have not told anyone on the team until now how you I built know. any of that stuff. <laughs> well, it's, really? all, it's all different. Like the, yeah, yeah. like the stuff, the end of day two stuff is like adding stuff in and out. Um, but then there are two tracks in the middle of day two that are just one shots. Like they just play for a minute and a half and they're done. And then once you go into day like uh, nine to 15 to 33, that's like a three segment thing with a loop in the middle that has a beginning middle. Like they're, almost every track in the game is sort of implemented differently. Are you saying that every major story moment in Firewatch had to have a unique solution that was built by hand? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to wrap up talking about this because I've, I've been talking for so long now. But, like, to that point, just one of the other things about music in terms of, like, how did I approach music on this game is that the music is actually, like, really, it's like half and half whether it's, uh, whether the music is related to a story moment or whether it's actually the exact opposite. Like, there are, there are some big story moments that are the most important ones that do have scored music along with them but um but most of i would say at least half the music is like the intended to fill dead zones when there is no story happening at all because we found like oh it's actually kind of like kind of boring to be walking in this game along a route you've already taken when there's no new dialogue happening and no music like that actually is yeah, but it's once, that, once that like traveling music kicks in, it's super awesome, and yeah, you so feel that, like so you just want to like yeah. go. That's what I put a lot of music trees. in. Is like yeah. those total beds, and that that's another case where there's actually a system going on underneath that I that I made that like Sean had to use stuff like this, a, a sort of similar version of this for some of his dialogue that Sean you can talk about. But like the the music in a lot of those cases is like waiting for certain conditions to be met. It's like if you've completed this quest. And you head through like through one of these ten different triggers like in the parts world, of the world yeah. and you haven't had any conversation for like the last thirty seconds. Like if all those things are true, then you're probably then, just wandering around. So it's time for some music. Yeah, then, yeah. then music will start, mm-hmm. and then that music track is now like done, mm-hmm. and you won't hear. Like th- there's no there's no case in this game of hearing the same music twice. I don't think. Um, and so it all uh, there's music that has like similar themes there's definitely melodies that come back and instr- instrumentation that comes no back no note is played but, twice <laughs> well, that's how many notes are there? <laughs> but there's no like track that is like used a bunch of times they're all like day no specific I'm pretty sure all the music is like combat A <laughs> yeah. so, Delilah's anyway. theme this, like, dot wab <laughs> I just realized there actually is no Delilah's theme there's no Henry's theme either. Called Delilah's theme, maybe we need you, you could call it that, yeah. but th- there's but but I think it only happens theme, once. There's no like, yeah. like and Leia I think that's like that yeah. definitionally. I think if something only happens once, you can't really call it a theme because oh, okay. the definition of a theme is that it is like right. Yeah. Would you, would you so, describe Henry's theme as? That's definitely just like shit is real theme in our game for sure. But Brian Goodwin definitely has a theme, and Ned Goodwin definitely has a theme, and those are both used like in various parts of the soundtrack to like just sort of connect thematically. So like when you're talking about them or when you find like relics uh, of them or so like Brian Goodwin's theme first happens like uh see his backpack? Find his backpack? No, yeah. I think it actually doesn't doesn't happen until you actually find his body. Oh his hideout. His hideout. His hideout. Oh yeah. His hideout has a theme. It that has music but it's not his theme yet. Oh. It's like his theme I think is first when you um when you find his body and then it recurs in a few points when you're talking about him to Delilah, okay. as I recall, and then Brian and then Ned Goodwin's theme first occurs, I think, when you're infiltrating the research site, and it's this weird, like, unsettling arpeggio, and then that comes up a bunch more times in the game, like at moments when his influence is like affecting 
you. Yeah. And then um, I think again as you're finally – oh, and then again in his bunker. And then I think maybe there's like a shred of that when you're hiking to Delilah at the end. I can't quite remember. I don't remember any of this stuff anymore. It's really distressing. <laughs> well, so long ago. Mere, mere weeks. Mere weeks. I know. That's why it's freaking me out. Yeah. Anyway, I'll shut up about that now. No, that was great. Um, We're all sick of hearing you talk about the music of Firewatch. I know. Me too. <laughs> Quiet time now, Chris. It was nice to learn a bunch of stuff. I know. I didn't know. Oh, Chris is doing the music. That's all I like, really knew the entire time. Uh, speaking of Ned and Brian Goodwin, you guys kept the story on lockdown for so long, like oh. you, you kept talking about the mystery the from story the didn't even exist from the get go. We're also and keeping the, game two on lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to get into that because I was wondering how how much when you started talking about like, this is a mystery game did you have because you had the girls and everyone assumed like oh something with the girls. I think right? by the time we had Ned, by the time okay, the, yes, by the so time Ned was always sh- there. he wasn't named Ned at the time. We had oh man. Can we can we spoiler cast all of his backstory names? Yes, I can. Uh, Let's do it. Totally do we remember uh, all of them? So he was. Um, well, okay. We should we. Oh gosh. We could go all the way back to a previous video game, but maybe we shouldn't go there. When he yet. started as Campman and yeah. Walking Dead season one. Yeah. Okay. So so we have a bad tendency of naming the like vaguely menacing or antagonistic force in our game after the place that they are or what they do. Campman. Because <laughs> the guy the guy in Walking Dead season one was definitely named Campman and M T Campman. And then he yeah, and then he's yeah, like a Mitch gravestone Campman. on the Disneyland haunted mansion basically. Yeah. But yeah. His, then his name became Mitch Campman, and then we credited him as the stranger because we were embarrassed. For ourselves and yeah. for everyone involved. Is that Kojima quote? Whatever. We yeah. are ashamed of our words and deeds. Our words and deeds. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with, with Firewatch, uh, he's a guy who is looking at you and watching you. Yeah. So, so he's he went. His name was Looker. We, then we called him Blooker. And then he became Blooker. And then his name became Blooker Dewitt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he became Blooker Dewitt for a so, long time. Uh, that, that, I still call him Blooker. Uh, yeah. We yeah. still. Yeah, he still occasionally called like when we were so. And then we were. We were say so, what he was called next. What? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Cause I'll, 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 I'll frame it. Um, so we, I was like, guys, what we have, we have to stop because we're trying to like make a serious story. And I was like, guys, can we please stop calling him Blooker Dewitt in meetings? Like, the story meetings from like a year ago. I'm like, this is killing me. Like, the story is killing me. Breaking the story oh, is killing me. The Blooker stop bunker. Stop calling him Blooker Dewitt. We can literally name him the anything blunker. else. Yeah. And it was around the time that like. Uh, I think Amy Hennig Amy left Hennig, Naughty yeah. Dog, and yeah. somebody was like, "Why don't we just call him Neil Druckmann?" <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> as a joke. Last of Us DLC was coming out, I yeah. think. Yeah, and I was just like, "Yeah." Like, somebody's like, "Why don't you just call him Druckmann?" It's like, "We'll call him Druckmann until I we come it, up with because that'll I, make us come up with a real name." I think I, pu- I pushed yeah. pretty hard to keep Druckmann because I thought that name was amazing. It's a good like, sound. Yeah, name. but then really we're like, "What's his first name?" And everyone is just like, "We only know Neil Druckmann." For people at home, he's like the creative director and writer at co creative leads at Naughty Dog. Like, we can't Last of name us. him after the guy who wrote Last of Us. We can't. We'd have to clear it, and then also our game would have to have a character named that in it, which yeah. is terrible. So then he yeah. was Druckmann, and we knew we were going to just call him Druckmann in all documentation because it'll force us to change it to something <laughs> good. And then he was Godwin. And he, well, he was he Godwin? He was briefly Godwin, yeah. We wanted we wanted When bump, we made those bump. Hitler comparisons <laughs> in story meetings. <laughs> we knew no. we wanted bump, bump. Yeah. And, uh, no, then he was Goodwin. And then, then he was Goodwin. Goodwin. Yeah. And then I went to high school. That was a, named, I went to high school with a guy named Ned. And I was like, I like that name. So it was a journey that we just went yeah, on there yeah, to discover yeah. this. That's how you name anything. But like, but the the mystery, the so I'll name sh- my kids one day. Like, <laughs> this is my, this is my son Hideo. <laughs> <laughs> but like the mystery. And my itself. other son Neil Druckmann. <laughs> 
Liquor to wit, Junior. Um, the mystery itself involving that guy, like, you had a version of it, but we changed it a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Like, after the game had been announced. God. Yeah, because like, old yeah, trailers yeah. Like, have so much dialogue yeah. and story stuff that is not there. So the, oh, all of that stuff was there's, um, there's either a, pulled from existing dialogue or purposefully meant to misdirect sure. or or written to sound enigmatic and trailery. The first trailer yeah. was yeah. like the first trailer was almost entirely written. Yeah, it was like, like the whole thing about like yeah. we're here we're supposed to be here when that does. Like that line about yeah. being there when the forest burns down. Like right. I don't think that conversation ever happened. I didn't even like, I didn't really super know trailer. who they were. That's like, awesome. I was like trying to figure out who these characters are and that was we the first knew... that was the first dialogue we recorded. Yeah, well, it's interesting because it, yeah. it seems way more adversarial than they are in the game. Like that trailer, they seem we a little went down more that hostile. path. Yeah. Interesting. So there's actually there was a moment in the original design where something happens. Actually, it's a throwaway moment now. But uh, there's a moment on day, I think it's the way day 78 starts, where Delilah says, I just got off the phone with another lookout who says that Henry says, I mm-hmm. caused the site fire. What the f***? And uh, so that moment was actually this big turning. It was like the end of Act 2 turning point, where they were going to get in this huge fight, and Delilah was basically going to no, be no. like, Go to hell. No, I'm done with you. Like, oh, well. Whatever you're going through over there is your own stuff. Like, you figured out, you crazy person. I don't even know if I believe that this is happening wow. to you. And now it's like, I, I trust you. I trust that that didn't happen, right? Right. Yes. Okay, cool. So they then, like, on. you were just on your own for the rest of the game. Like, well, for you were most just, of it. Yeah. And we, we put a lot, a lot of time in design meetings into, like, how does the game work now? Like, how do we support mm-hmm. the fact that you can't talk to her? Like, what do you do? Like, how, like what are all the things that now don't work? Like, what if we broke in... In doing that, which is a lot, and like how do and we come up, we came up how do we make that better? solutions for like all of it, I think, yeah. and then just realized it was bad. We built it, yeah, that was all it, the way and played August. it, yeah. and went, yeah. oh, this isn't fun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we took away exactly. the part of the game that's, that's the fun. reason that we're making the game. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to repair this relationship, and the game doesn't give me the verb to do that. I, I think yeah. I only hit one point. My second playthrough, I played through very aggressively, very negatively, very anti Delilah, and I only hit one point where it's like Delilah does not want to talk to you right now. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was one? really short. And it was on okay. day two on the walk day to the two, yeah, cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you yeah. called her out about it. I think the, you can, yeah. when yeah. you get the second radio on day 77? Yeah. You can oh. you can yeah. hype yourselves up enough that she says, take a minute, and she disappears right then as well. But you yeah. can't, like, that, but it's not the same as. You can also, if you want to play a weird game, just not go get that radio. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. go to the research site without it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then she what? gets and she Delilah's gets like, days, what they... the f***, Henry? She gets real pissed at you if you just go break into the site. You're like, I got yeah. this axe. I don't care what you're saying Wait, about a radio. Yeah. So you like... can just not yeah. get beat over the head? No, no, no. no, no, no. no. The radio that you get in the oh, box. The fir- oh, the second radio. Okay, yeah, cool. That was like yeah. 70s brick yeah. phone radio. Oh, that's awesome. But I thought also, you meant the one that Ned leaves you. But yeah. also, the day where you do get hit over the head, you can, if you're a weirdo, this makes this is narratively strange. But like when when you're like, Wapiti Meadow, what's Wapiti Meadow? And she's like, oh, uh, Wapiti Station, could you go up there? Um, you can instead just go straight to the firefighter campsite and get the axe immediately. Like Which you can just Delilah do that. is very confused yeah. by that yeah. happening. Yeah, but you can do it. Like, <laughs> nothing, what are you doing nothing out Nothing in the world <laughs> yeah. stops yeah, you from like, doing that. And yeah. we had to I fucking support axe. it because found it's found an axe to get through that fence. Supporting the research site with the old, with next day. Supporting the research site with the tapped radio was the hardest thing we had to do. Yeah, because we couldn't so hard. think of a... If we were on any other classic adventure game, somebody would have been like, no way, hand wave something around it because we have to build Well, you would just click assets. on the gate and Henry would go, Delilah really wants me to go to the creek. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. instead we just break in and then you can tell her, I'm at the research site and she knows that it's and a tapped radio and you've never been able to have that conversation yet because you never got the clean radio and she's just like, what the f***? 
Henry, it's wow. really important that you don't do what you're doing right now. And you're just like, I'm still solving a mystery. Lady. Sorry. <laughs> I played That's this game awesome. once before. <laughs> that, was, that was a category of design problem that was one of the most recurrent and difficult things that we had to solve again and again over the course of the game. Like, we a lo- almost, not almost everything, but like a huge percentage of the game's story changed immensely from the beginning from, of development. And in fact, we rewrote like almost the entire second half of the game. About Last a third, year ago, sure. like yeah. oh, second half. Oh yeah, yeah. Since yeah. September. I was thinking yeah. about like or six months ago, maybe. Well, I know when I'm talking about. Oh, that. it's September. Oh, September. I rewrote the last yeah. the last quarter of it, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were and, there, but there sort was of rolling day seventy eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? How did? It, and, but like so that. But all that said, yeah, I'm gonna come back to that. Yeah, no, I don't want you to say anything this whole time. I don't. I don't give. This is your show now. I no, I'm kidding. I do want that. I. Like, but the the reason I say that is because there were other things that were way more structural that never changed. Like, mm-hmm. this is one contiguous world that like, uh, Jane yeah, that and, was never changing. Jane and Jake built the yeah. whole thing that had to support. Like, this whole thing takes place on the same landmass, and you can never just like go to a different level ever. And so everything, any place you cannot go, has to have a reason that we can actually build. That keeps it from being true, and that wasn't that just hard. like a philosophical constraint. That was a real, actual, physical yeah. constraint. There are no ended doors up... in the national. Place. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> so <laughs> fucking hard to do there that. There are outhouse doors. There are two outhouse doors. We're just like, yeah. how do we gate this? Yeah, and so <laughs> we, we ended up just having to like build more game that almost nobody will ever <laughs> see because there were a, there were a decent number of cases in the game where it's like we can't think of any reason that isn't just like insultingly stupid right. to prevent the player from just doing a so different like, thing. The end result, result then usually is, is just going, I guess that can just happen and Delilah is going to be really confused yep. and really annoyed. Yeah. Like this is not a like I classical speedrun. <laughs> <Yeah. section>. <laughs> <laughs> well guys, I'll be back to support. Like writing that stuff for the research yeah. site where she, you don't have the new radio. Mm-hmm. I was writing it and I was just like, I had to like self-soothe so much to be like you're just making a good game you have to do it this way <laughs> like I knew that we had created a situation for ourselves but like man oh. just for you for the replay I'm gonna do it uh, I'm gonna please. go through so, with like, them I, I'm gonna I ignore that radio point like you yeah. Yeah. just couldn't change the layout of the world of course, anymore yeah. for Which, and we did even bet. that really late like yeah. Cottonwood moved across yeah. the entire map but like mm-hmm. even then we were just like renaming certain areas because like yeah. you know art's gonna take that much time, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, once the train is like past a certain point, and we're like, well, even we really want to change the way you get there, it's like, uh, unless we push the game out more, there's physically no way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you have the right around it. Yep. <laughs> and then we had to like I'll logically it. wire it up to take that into account and like test all this bullshit. <laughs> like, I, I, it's not a game that it, that is makes a lot of sense for traditional speedruns, but I'm really, really hoping that there are some people with like Twitch channels or YouTube channels who find some of this and are just totally surprised like live as it's happening. I hope oh, that that occurs. Like, I bet I don't even need to get that ready. I'm just going to make the game mad and then have Delilah be like, what are you doing? And yeah. Like, oh, man. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. And, you know, it, it's a, it's, we also felt really glad when we had decided to finally commit to, do, to allowing some of these sequence breaks because I, well, it's true that most people are not going to see like it's a rare playthrough that like leans against the walls of the story so mm-hmm. hard that they see all of the weird. <laughs> but there's a, there's a lot of people who are just gonna 
by virtue of just not knowing what they're supposed to do, have the story adapt to what stumble, they do in a way that, work, that yeah. works well. Or you like pause and save the game, and you come back a week later, like, and you're like, where was I supposed to go again? The, and then the, you don't you don't look at the map or something, and it just should work. The yeah. smallest, the goofiest one of those that I love is when Delilah is like, go to Cottonwood Creek, just, shh, don't, there's a thing in the box for you. And that's all I'm going to say, but just that's it. And then if you open the lid and just go, I see a new radio in here. She's just like, God damn it. So just like, you know, people just like just by – I get that one all the time because I impulsively radio about everything. But that's like the part where you're not supposed to be radioing about stuff. And yeah. she's like, Henry. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. That's really great. I like, yeah. st- I like stuff like that. Um, yeah, we put a lot of time into thinking through those possibilities. <laughs> yeah, all the dumb things you can do have a lot of really nice yeah. support on them. Yeah. What's the dumbest thing you can do? Like, what's the dumbest thing you had to do? Probably going to the research without getting the... I mean, yeah. like, oh, I was going to say... Uh, try to make a video game with uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> eight people in two years or ten people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because uh, the, the point is, is like it's not supposed to... To the player, it's not dumb. It's just right, their it's like That's part of what they do. So everything, you can't... If you're going to make a good game, um, you can't... None of the story stuff that happens can be a second-class citizen, even if it meant that I had to resent making it. Sure. Because it's just more work. It all has to be, well, this could just be the linear critical path for this person, so it can't be bad. It has to be as right. good as the stuff that I love. So, yeah. so here's here's an ex- this is like, I, I agree with you in that I don't think there are any there are really any dumb examples of this because we did go out of our way to support them all, and so they shouldn't feel they shouldn't feel dumb. But one thing, I mean, you can conceivably play the game and like literally only ever engage with absolutely mandatory critical path story oh, stuff and not talk all. about anything else not look at anything else not go anywhere else like you can play this game in an incredibly bare bones way where you where you basically um, play like almost in bad faith where where it's like I am just sort of magnetically attracted to like all the exact things you need and we had to make sure that for players who do that the plot is at least the like barest skeleton of the plot to still allow you to understand What's going on by the end of the game? Like, still has to actually be delivered, and that was also even if you only actually like hard. respond to like you did that walkthrough for certification. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, for Sony <laughs> for Sony certification, um, we had to make a walkthrough of the game that just showed that well, like we have a trophy that is that you get by seeing the credits, and yeah. you have to give Sony a guide explaining how to get every trophy in your yeah. game. <laughs> so we had to write a walkthrough for Firewatch. Just like, like a step minimal. by step. So I wrote this game fact. Yeah, yeah, I just wrote a game fact. I like wrote the, the minimum viable playthrough where it's like. You literally only talk about things you ha- that are that que- the actual quests tell you to talk about. You don't ever reply to Delilah. You let everything time out. You don't active proactively report anything. You can report. You can like only report maybe a single digit number of things in the game. You I said think, it was like you, seven times you had to actually use yeah, the radio. In the entire and the rest of them are like yeah. either things Henry will say by himself. Or just time out, yeah. the player will observe them because you had to pick them up to advance the story, and Delilah yeah. will just not. Or be like told. a kind of something new will happen. Delilah will decide to decide to like filter through her paperwork, right? And find and call the you, thing. Yeah. and then you like automatically. I don't know if you reply. guys ever got that one, um, but like but you can play in a super like dumb, bare bones way that probably would make the game not that great. It would make the game work, and like the information will still get to you. But it probably wouldn't actually be the most. And fun. again, we don't think that anyone is going really to ever do that, do that, except yeah. for someone who's deliberately doing a silent run. But it, you know, you just have to support every well, every chance that any one of those exactly, has to be yeah. catchable in someone's yeah. playthrough. And I'm sure when both of you guys played through it, at one point or another, you let a timer run out, or you just 
picked up a thing and kept it and forgot to report it or whatever. And, you know, the, you just have to not notice that that happened, really. Yeah, ev play. every single time we added a story point to the game or a new object to the game that was critical to the plot, every time we had to be like, what if they don't want to oh. do this? Or, like, what if they didn't pick up that other thing, like, three hours ago? Like, well, you Well, by King's that, Quest rules, out. credits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, how much? <laughs> You're tearing this family apart. Uh, <laughs> Mitch will get zero questions into this. <laughs> so he's taking good timestamps. He's doing a real good job. Uh, how much of uh, those sort of decisions are impacted by like the way that you form the relationship between Henry and Delilah? Um, because when I when I was playing uh, this morning, I was sort of torn. I was like, do I am I playing Henry as what I would do in this situation, or am I role playing a 45 year old man who is guilty about you know abandoning his wife uh, that's on you man that's, that's game, doesn't, <laughs> I mean, no, 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 just, game doesn't tell you to feel guilty <laughs> <laughs> humanity tells me to feel guilty uh, but like how much of that is sort of like how many how much of your the way you react to Delilah like whether you call her out about her weirdo conversation with someone else and which also I want to talk about what, what was the deal with that yeah people bring, she yeah. was just talking to someone else what was she, why was she talking about me she wasn't, she wasn't talking, talking about you. you. You're not, you just assume that if anyone's yeah. talking, it's about you. You go back and listen to it. She just wasn't talking about you. Yeah, the second time through, it's very clear. She's like having a completely separate conversation. Yeah. And if you ask her about it, if you're like, hey, what's up? She's like, dude, I'm in the middle of something. Please leave me alone. Yeah. She's just having, like, I'm just, I'm just talking to someone. No, it's like what are you paranoid things, about? It's funny. Like, yeah. If I had to do a director's cut version of the game right now, um, I would probably put in a, a third choice there where you could say, hey, um, kind of heard you talking to someone like that don't mean i'm sure it was nothing you know just like the more like mm -hmm. pokey one and she'd be like oh yeah that was just like this dude in another lookout tower who's like we're just dealing with this bureaucratic mess and i don't know what this guy's doing but it's annoying anyway I, I, you ever I, have any like co-workers <laughs> you know and you would just be like oh okay yeah that's like life we would also yeah. reinstate the musical number with the cg like monster that looks kind of like the honeycomb <laughs> mascot in the Ooh, special edition for sure yeah <laughs> <Not> definitely <laughs> Those two things are going in the special edition. Right. Can't wait. <laughs> Confirmed. Wow. When you find that Walkman that plays old Shoshone, it's instead going to have a CG like creature oh, man. come Did out. Either of you find that? Probably not. Either of you guys find it? Okay, okay. Okay, cool. So no, we, we can ask you questions. We can spoil some stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you to tell us like what, what kind of stuff you think did people you guys, won't find. Did you guys find the dead elk? No, I couldn't find any. I was looking for a bear, couldn't find a bear. Thought there would be a bear. I found a raccoon because you guys found showed me where the raccoon. There's a couple. Did, of did you find both raccoon encounters? Man, no one's gonna yes. find any of this. No, I know. <laughs> you played it twice and you didn't find the elk. Okay. So, <coughs> no, I found a, both raccoons. Um, the, best, the easiest way to find it is when you leave Brian Goodwin's hideout and you rappel down and uh, you sort of just kind of slowly bend to the left and you're about to go down the first you, long drop. You go down the long drop and then as opposed to going left back to the cave, you if you right. go slight right, your wave receiver will go off. If you go, oh, wow. Yeah. You mean and your, then, far, your Far Cry 2 wave receiver. Exactly yes. right. The Far Cry 2, yeah. Brand and it finds... Uh, it's called the I'm Hawking very, wave receiver. I'm very, I'm very, very proud <laughs> of you guys the that? amount of Far Cry 2 in this oh, game, by the way. the Anderson 426 or something. We should have called it the Hawking. That would have been oh, hilarious. Man, yeah. <laughs> Third edit to the <laughs> special <laughs> edition. Special edition. Yeah. Uh, you, if you follow that, you'll find a dead elk. There's a dead elk okay. and it has a tracking collar on it that has one of the numbers of the studied subjects from the research site. So if you find that, you can confirm what the research site is actually studying. That is awesome. You can also yeah. find these, uh, and, then it, and then if you go even further, if you decide to like go, there's even a shrub like, you can push through past that over there. This is basically where the um, 
you're in that clearing in, that you're in on the middle of day two, where on one direction of it is the old abandoned fire lookout tower, which you guys probably that found. But if you go basically the complete opposite side of that over there, yeah, you can push through the shrubs, and there's a clearing with an old deck chair and some bottles of gin, and you can find the final note from Ron and Dave and a tape cassette that one of them left a song to the other one on. You can listen to it on your Walkman. Yeah, it's a song that I wrote and Chris performed. It's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. You can yeah. also find is the it lyrics. called Ron and Dave's theme? No. Oh, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep, parentheses sure, old Shoshone. No, it's actually. Um, I don't know if you guys. Oh, actually, yeah. If you guys went into too. the old, the dilapidated outhouse by Hawk's Rest, there's a clipboard in, or there's a notepad in there that has Raccoon Carter's lyrics to a song, Old Shoshone, uh, and the final run of Dave note. We're like, we found the lyrics to this in an outhouse. Anyway, I'm, I recorded it. Here it is. So it's one of them found Raccoon Carter's song, left it as a tape for the other guy before he packed out. So anyway. you can find all that stuff. Play through three. <laughs> yeah, you're going to enjoy yeah, yeah. that. Also, um, if you do find and keep all of the Ron and Dave notes, you and Delilah can have a sort of final conversation about the story of Ron and Dave. And she tells you don't you have to keep stuff. them. You just got to interact with them. And oh, oh I th- so you, I must have been missing one or two because I was trying to get that. You yeah, have to. At the end, because I know you have that wall. There are six yeah. Ron and Dave notes mm-hmm. in the game. I found five. Yeah, it's because yeah. the other one's by the That's tape. by that elk. Damn it, Ronkin. You probably found a turtle, right? I found two turtles. Okay. Oh, you got the pair of turtles. I had... Uh, two Turt Reynolds. Oh, that's great. There's a. I think there might only be a way to get one of them now. I think that's been, think that's that's been, been fixed. fixed. That is a nightmare. <laughs> that might have been. A, well, because no, one, one, one problem is once we realize, once we realize that they there was a spawning bug and you could get two, we're like, and they're we both gotta, named. Uh, well, we got to keep like, that. But then the we needed one? we needed to fix that. It's like okay, so yeah, they were both we, Mayhem Junior. Like, okay, it turned out it was easier to fix multiple turtle spawning than it was to implement multiple turtle names. Because like each one, each individual turtle has to remember its own name. Sure. Which we have, we're set up for, but I had to, like, the, like the in the engine we could do it, but we hadn't taken it into yeah. account and we created the object. So it's like, okay, can we roll back that object and then Because there are multiple, dialogue yeah. lines that just refer to the turtle's name. And so it's like, well, then which, like, which, which turtle one is that yeah. now? And, like, we would have had to start putting that stuff on like, the local blackboard. Of those. It would have yeah. gone, gone crazy. The way I found the turtle the first time through was mm-hmm. I went out to find the bear tracks and I was like, oh, okay. And I wanted to oh. ignore that objective. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk around the, the lake a little bit. I'm gonna try to go fishing, and I threw my rod in the lake. Good. <laughs> I was like, that's not how you go fishing. <laughs> so I was like yeah. walking around, like I wonder, if, can I get it? It's like, my favorite thing. Do I need to try to find these tracks? And I'm looking for the tracks. I'm looking for my rod, and I'm like, I know that I need to trigger something, so I'm just gonna mess around. And I'm like looking around, and I see the turtle pop up, but I don't see him because he's crawling around in the grass or the leaves. Where was he? He's on the, uh, he was on the ground oh, around yeah, the right yeah, yeah, side. Yeah. Down by that, like, oh, you saw the UI element. He's up toward Wapiti, and then yeah, I, I saw yeah, the yeah, UI pop up. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine you do. But I found that pop-up, and I just freaked out. Yeah, and I turtle, was like, I was turtle. for like the next two minutes. I'm like, where is it? Like, I saw it. I know it's here. Man, he woke up and started crawling around. He's not supposed to do that no. until you find him. I Interesting. Think it's just on the, I must on have just, I must have kicked him. Oh, and, or he got him. Like, I had done it earlier. You and got then, him. You did get him. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that's like the best animation in the world is when he pops out at you. James Benson. All-star. Yeah. What a hero. What, what did you name your turtle? Turt Reynolds. Turt Reynolds. Classic. That's like the semi-canonical That's, name. Yeah. That's Good. always the one we use Good. internally. It's the one we use internally, yeah. I really yeah. wish we implemented the name your own turtle. That yeah. was like a stretch. Yeah, that was an idea. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> one, yeah you, can, you can name him Turt Reynolds, Shelley Duvall, Bucket, or Mayhem Jr., depending on your dog. And it's a secret. Our initial plan for it's a secret was that it would pop up a text prompt and let you on, oh, okay. on a system with a keyboard type in a name. Um, but we ran into, we ran into oh. all sorts of weird things <laughs> with... The Unity's text entry form, so we ended up just going, oh, mm, nope. And, uh, and so, sorry. Sir Reynolds is pretty good, though. Fifth uh, <laughs> director's edition. I think he's right over four, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Stone. What other great stuff is there to find? How did you describe oh. yourself on day three, and did you enjoy your the picture of you? Oh, uh, I said I had tired eyes. I said that oh, I... That's the most bummer-looking one. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like, Marty had the best explanation this morning when he got to his. Yeah, so I was playing right next to Mitch, and I get to the picture, and I turn, and I'm just like... That just looks like how our coworker Max draws me when I don't have my glasses on. Because <laughs> like, how do you describe yourself? You had a beard, I bet. I was beard. I was tired. I don't wear shorts though, so that's the one difference. Yeah. But you got a self-portrait. You did it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah, I, yeah. It, I said uh, broken nose or beard. I can't. Uh, remember. Broken nose is good. Broken nose is pretty good. Yeah, there's something really nice because that that drawing at the end in Delilah's Tower just like is generated by all that stuff. Yeah. So of course. I don't know how many versions of it there are. Oh but, man. Yeah. So we when we first started talking about this, we're like, it's just gonna be a, a, a full flattened sprite for every different version of it. And then Nels and Ollie ran the matrix and we're like, like there are forty six thousand variations of this. We cannot make unique textures for it. So then we had to be like when you're in Delilah's Tower, you can't use your map because we have to destroy it because we only could have one render texture UI system that draws in the world going at the same time. And yeah. we basically use the entire power of the map to just draw that stupid yeah. portrait. And you're, like, basically hovering above your tower at that point, like, physically in the game. Yeah, don't don't think about it too much. Yeah. But, yeah, somewhere off in the distance, the camera isn't drawing it because it's told not to, but there's just a giant floating version of that portrait out in space that's, like, the size of the entire world map that then is drawn onto that little texture that you can pick up. But, yeah. That's one of those moments where I'm like, are so is making dumb. video games really worth it? <laughs> no, it's the dumbest shit ever. It's so weird. That said, it was really good when Ollie drew all the different versions of that and dumped the PSD into the channel, and you yeah. could just like have a weird mix and match, horrible disfigured Henry. It was really fun with all his different turtles. We should make yeah. like a sticker set. Oh yeah, because it's got all the stuff on the side. <laughs> Static decals. Yeah. Magnet poetry, or like whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like you're dressing David or whatever right. yeah. <laughs> in your mom's house. There's also yeah. there's also a few. What? Yeah, what was I don't know. Excuse me. Like, like moms. We can't let that slide by. Like the moms always had that like the statue of David on like the the, the fridge, and that had all the magnet. Do clothes. a lot of mo- Is Did that they? Thing that moms that they have that always have? I think it was just like a thing in my weird small town where one novelty shop sold it, and then all the moms got it as like. Moms gotta have this dress up David. Wyoming yeah, is Wyoming. a very strange place. It is. Yeah, you know the, the old classic Wyoming dress up David? Dress up David. That's what that picture is. Delilah's, it's I'm making my dress up David of you. <laughs> classic Wyoming thing. <laughs> Sweet. That's no. what Henry would say. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, oh there, that thing also has some dumb combinations. Like if you tell your, if you tell her that you have a scar and that you wear tuxes, she calls you a Bond villain and you get some extra stuff in your drawing. If you say that you are Burt Reynolds and you name your turtle Turt Reynolds, you also get some extra stuff in your drawing. Oh, oh I've never got that one. You never got Burt yeah. and Turt? Never got Burt and Turt. That's a There's good one. There's a little heart that says Burt and Turt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, as you can see, we make creative decisions <laughs> not as a group always. Yeah, Chris does really, his own thing, and it works It's a really great. fun way to make a game. <laughs> like, wow. Sometimes it bites us in the ass when somebody's like, I did this thing, and you're like, you broke everything I did, which isn't that often, but it's a really fun way to make a game because of the moment like that. Like, I didn't know Bert inter- right. was the thing, but I will do that when I get home. Do you have oh, any secrets yeah. you want to share, Jane? Anything Sean doesn't know about in this game? <laughs> did, you, did you ever find that? No, you right. didn't. You still have not. Oh, there is either. something. She <laughs> actually has one. Yeah, Jane has hidden something in the game I that I have not you. found. Like, have you found it yet? You still have it. You, if this you is have a combo it now, move. You, ne- you literally yeah. never will. Really? Yeah. If you what? haven't, bu- what do you mean? That hat? Yeah. How's he gonna find that now if he hasn't already? When's he, how, what's what? He there's do? a hat. <laughs> okay, so let's let's oh back this up. Oh my god, this is a real spoiler cast. Yeah, <laughs> we so, did it. So we did it. This one time. uh when Sean and I were housemates, I went oh, out... Oh, my Wyoming cat's in the game! Yes. 
I went out to I went out hiking at Point Reyes National Seashore and I borrowed Sean's Cody Wyoming hat, which Guys, he's had. Hold on, this is not <laughs> just a regular hat. This hat was amazing. This hat was like you can given to me by there. like an old an old months. dude who used to work who used to come into the outdoor sports store that I worked at, and he's like, I found this hat and I thought of you. Oh my gosh, it was like. I've never seen a hat like this. The top. Oh, of it a lot of like, people are gonna see this hat. Yeah, <laughs> on top of it is just like, like a flat. circle, and then it's like a flat. But it was a baseball cap, had a really shitty brim. It it's had like a uh, golden and. You're brown literally s- describing a hat. But there was like a hem around. It's like, it's like, it's like a cylindrical like, hat like with a, a baseball yeah. cap. You know what I mean? On it. Imagine if a top hat and a baseball hat made a baby. Yeah. I'm imagining like a colonial yellow. drummer guy. <laughs> it's like yellow and it has stripes around it. And Cody. It says Cody Wyoming in this. And then it has the um, the the steamboat bucking bronco yeah. on top, which we had to find a royalty free variant of yeah. for this. Hat. It's a, so it's a so, good. Hat. So anyway, I, I long story this, short, I, w- I went out to Point Reyes National Seashore one day uh, I, to go on a hike. Oh yeah, you're with me. Um, and I wanted, I, I needed a hat, so I borrowed Sean's hat. We were roommates at the time. We were roommates at the time, and. Uh, I went out there and then I had it the entire day and Sean knows this because there's like 20 pictures of me on Facebook wearing this hat. Basically like double and digit like percentages of hats, his like photos of Jake on Facebook are him just like on this one day wearing this hat <laughs> being like great hat, good hat, look at his hat. I had it like, all the way oh. until I got to the parking, parking lot, lot the and home. I don't know what happened to it by the time I got in the car I didn't have the hat. So anyway, in the twine in Firewatch. We spent a long time in the parking lot when, waiting for that hat. Yeah, when Henry parks his car in the parking lot, if you walk around the other side, <laughs> the of, the other truck, side of the truck, I was just going to say, where's the one place I have it? <laughs> okay, there's, a little, there's a yellow hat there and if you pick it up, you can impress Stowe, Henry puts it on his head and then it shows up on the hat peg in your tower and you can put it on every day. Oh my god, <laughs> I love you guys so, so much. So Sean, that is why there are two hat pegs in Henry's tower because you can also get uh, Wrecking Carter's <laughs> Korean vet hat and then you can choose which hat you wear every day. I love you guys so much. <laughs> so yeah, Jane built that hat and then we we, like have, we put stupid fun. exceptions this in the game to make that incredible. We actually broke the game like three times because you can't have pickups in How the did intro. How you keep that out of Pivotal? How did I not find oh, that in the bucket? That never got written up. What, are you reading everyone else's Pivotal? No, no, no. Me, Jane, and Ben like just snuck that into the game and then fixed all the stupid streaming bugs that were causing it to like break the game. So anyway, that's an amazing. Easy, so you can go find that later today. Amazing! Wow, amazing! Yeah, nice I'm so happy. There you go. IGN exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Except that's not true because had, had we not done this podcast, what I was hoping is you would just watch someone on Twitch be like, "Ooh, a hat," and put it on. Because that's, <laughs> that's actually going to happen. And then you hear me scream, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Anyway, somebody's modding the game <laughs> with a hat that was really important to me when I was 14. <laughs> anyway, so this I is real life. <laughs> but it's in the video uh, game it's now. now. It's now. It, exists, yeah. it exists forever now. <laughs> it exists on your computer or PS4 listener yeah. right now. Oh gosh! There's also lots of little other games. There's tons of tiny little things, yeah. Yeah. And there's other stuff, but you know, yeah, got that hat out of there. We started strolling that hat. Hat sim. It is literally uh, like yeah, it, hats or like there's two thing. hats. There's two collections. I didn't find either transaction. Those hats, huh? guys. I didn't find other other yeah. hats. Oh, the other hat is in the cash box uh, by Hawks Rest. With a burned oh. out tower, the burned out tower. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see. I didn't find that until the very, very, very end of my way to thoroughfare. Oh man, there's a whole thing up yeah. there. I mean, there's a, whole, like a spooky ghost story. There's some good stuff in there. See, this is like my. What, <laughs> this is part of what I was talking about actually early on, like when we first started the podcast, saying why it's so weird that we're doing this before the game has even been released to the world because. Like, I have absolutely no idea if anyone is going to ever find any of this stuff on their own accord. So it's like, who knows if that will Let's ever end. Let's just dump like, it all out into this podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Please, we sort of just assume this. that if you hide stuff well enough, eventually there will be a Wikia that has it in it. 
That's sort of like And my... it will be Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> but like I kind of suspect that a smaller percentage of people than we maybe like we're just unconsciously assuming will actually find a lot of this stuff. I mean, I mean we I have love that stuff. A member of our fine. wikis team has already beaten the game six times. He's going through and I I wanna six go out there. Times? Yeah. He's doing like every Variant of dialogue. Oh my god! Yeah, Holy sh- yeah. I'm so, sorry. We'll see if he has. He found the third hat. He's a guy. He's a programmer who left like in last summer. He's like, you never turned off per force. I've checked in the most magnificent time. He's from Italy. Offended by you now. I live with that guy. It's fine. I'm of Italian descent. It's okay. He's a real he Italian. He is of Italian now. birth. Yeah, he's from, Itali- <laughs> yeah, from Italy. He is yeah. from Italian. Italian. He's only lived here for like five years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you had a question like a half an hour ago. <laughs> I guess. Wait, actually. <laughs> Chris? No, I was going to ask you how the original ending went because oh. I think the. I don't, I don't even know how to like. <laughs> die. Uh, I'm talking about wacky show. hats now. <laughs> That's what Firewatch is about. Because one of the things <laughs> pivoting. One of the yeah. things that struck me with Firewatch is it's super lonely, and the only time you ever oh. see another person like is life. when something really bad happens or something bad is also happening. Like life. Also like life. Also like yeah. life. Um, did it's it always? It's <laughs> actually two endings. Was it always going to end with Delilah? <laughs> oh man, there are two endings. <laughs> okay, guys, okay, we'll, do, we'll ending. get all of this in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, the second ending is bullshit, but we'll talk about oh, okay. it. Okay, there's a so, real ending. I want to know if your wiki guy found it. <laughs> he probably did. We're not talking about what that is on this podcast. You really want to keep no, it? No, let's under not us? talk about it. Nope, yeah. off the table. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll talk after, and we'll be we'll keep you secrets. It's also the publicist in the publicist in the corner is like. And I'm playing with a monkey over there. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's why it's raising its hands. Like, oh, guys. Uh, guys, no. no uh, sorry. Uh, oh, he's going to field this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that's a... Uh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, I will say, before we, before we accidentally start insane, stupid rumors about there being a secret second ending, all the things we've been talking about, about how we have to catch, what if a person does a really stupid thing or screws up or decides they want to break the game, we kind of have to support it. That is why there's kind of a second way that the game can end. So it's not, okay. it's not like... Henry and Delilah get married, and then you right. see a video of their kids. Like that, like that we, sure, it ends b- basically the same way. Okay, so, so it, I would imagine it. It always of. ends, <laughs> or <laughs> sort of. Is the I way. would say that's. I was not like, accurate. its narrative implications are extreme. <laughs> okay, there's like, yeah. That's okay, like, shut okay, up, okay, everyone, okay. shut okay. up. Now I'm fascinated and can't wait to find this. <laughs> Uh, but it always ends with Delilah gone. Like the second time yes. through, I was like, "Wait!" I told her to wait, oh, as opposed to just go- crushing. Didn't yeah, because then that hurt. I'm like, That's "Oh my god, I'm gonna see her! Yeah. I'm gonna see her!" And she's like, "Sorry, dude. Like, I'm out." <laughs> like, I was That's so me. upset. Yeah. That's I one mean, of my favorite moments. Because we thought you walk about up and yeah. he's, Henry's all excited about her being there. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Off." Oh. Yeah, when yeah. you when you run up the stairs, he has his little happy kid line. He's like, "Hey, I'm here, so I got so so yeah. late. Get the lookout. Yeah. Oh, it's real nightmare out there." I love when he's like, "I'm really close," and then the sign says five miles. Yeah. We talked about that not being the case, uh, but we couldn't figure out a way that that would be satisfying. Sure. It wasn't even so much like we can't build this because we kind of realized at one point that everyone, like, especially people, like, people who would have hit, it would have been like James, would have had to be a new, a new actress. Uh, like, it's like, oh, we're good at voice direction, and our animator a new is actress. amazing. If, oh, I guess it would have been oh, Delilah. Sorry. I was thinking a new model. <laughs> Sorry. A new character model. Suddenly. <laughs> 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 <Just> twist. Hey, <laughs> You've been talking oh to my this God, whole she's time. Let's turn. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just injects you in the neck. Blooker. You don't know my last name? Delilah Fontaine. I'm working with Blooker DeWitt. <laughs> 
There's always a lookout tower, Sean. <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to say. That's Firewatch so, you know, Infinite. That's, that's, that's like, different. Actually, yeah. like, the helicopter and the dude in the end, that was, like, last minute. We're, like, we didn't... Jane was really stoked when we're like, Jane, we're going to a certain, like, two weeks. Like, anyway, there's going to be a firefighter me. who flies in and grabs your hand and rescues gonna, you in a helicopter. Yeah, there's going to be a like, human yeah. being animated and responding oh, to your moves and then even and after you. that, I was like... What if you actually go up in the helicopter and you can see the tower from above? And I was like, ah, that's a funny idea, but like, obviously We're just going to cut the black. Uh, it's the game. It's like, no, what if it's the last shot? It'll be beautiful. It's like MASH. Yeah. yeah. And Jane is just like trying to like. No, it's the end of Predator, dude. Come on. Oh, it's the end of Predator. Oh, that's actually. We always knew it was wow. going to be Predator ending, yeah. Except that when, it didn't we, have the helicopter <laughs> in it. Yeah. We talked about the Predator ending like two years ago as like the touchstone for the end of this game, except we never talked about how you're like we never the idea for the helicopter didn't come up until like two years later even though it's literally how predator ends <laughs> we're f***ing idiots <laughs> true uh so the point is that's a very ambitious crazy set piece to put in late so we yes. said you know what in the room we're like let's put meeting delilah on the table right now not the sort of like we're gonna hide her because we can't afford it like let's just put it on the table because we'll figure out a way she's like in an iron lung Whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> doesn't matter. That's not what it would be. But you know what I mean? Like, we'll figure out a way. <laughs> Henry, they loaded me onto the helicopter. Like, <laughs> that's how she exits. <laughs> yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Um, that was never considered. But, like, we, like in, the, in the story room, you have to consider, like, okay, are we not doing the most satisfying ending or the right ending for this game because of things that are not outside the story? That's why so. I don't go to story meetings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to watch Jane just have an entire like emotional journey, <laughs> blood pressure through the roof, like applying to like buy wet armed weapons on the line. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so we talked about it. And then it just, it's just, when I, I actually sat down and started writing it, I was like, okay, this is a magic she's here. Like, I'll just write the dialogue of hers being like, oh, wait. And she walks in. And I'm like, Delilah wouldn't do that. Like, Delilah, the moment she knew you were coming, would be like, I don't, I, no. She's just not someone, she just wouldn't. She would just figure out a way to not be there. She's just when she the, tells you, know. you so, you know, on the yeah. way. She's like, I can't, like, stand around here in the shadow of this dead kid like, yeah, with you. Delilah like, not, not being there actually was pushed farther and farther off the table as the Brian Goodwin, as the Brian yeah. Ned Goodwin story and Delilah's involvement in that became increasingly what the mystery was about because that I, not, I know that that was what you were going to ask us about like an hour ago right. was how that stuff developed and we always knew that Ned Goodwin was there that the guy who was the lookout before you was living out in the woods um, and listening in on you but sort of the reason why he stayed out there was a thing that actually cycled through a bunch of different iterations yeah. before it landed on Brian and then even that um, the moment where Delilah said I covered for them because Brian wasn't supposed to be out there. That was that was also a thing that came in. That was probably the final piece of the puzzle that made us go, oh, I think we've actually cracked this story. But once we knew but all that... that recently. But yeah, but then that once we knew all of that stuff... September. And then wow. we were like... And we were going back to do our final writing pass on the end. There was no way that, that, that in that version of the world that Delilah would be like, yeah, let's hang out, guy who found the body of this kid that I thought was really cool. And like, I is basically a, implicitly like, take guilt for... Right, like, yeah, like I take guilt for him, and he's one of like my best memories of being out here was talking to that kid a couple years back. Like It's a thing that stuck with her, but that she's also felt bad about. And then to be like, let's be, let's be buds. Like, yeah. mm. Or like what? Like awkwardly wait for a helicopter. There's sort of that happens in yeah. life, you know. Yeah. Hello. Uh, hey. Uh, yeah. hmm. How was that? Hike? Got this D and D map that Brian Goodwin drew. Let's like sometimes, like stuff happens in life that totally eliminates the possibility space of a relationship to grow, uh, and you kind of have to be like, 
well, that was just a phase of my life. That was just that was that summer, or that was that right. year of college, or that was that weekend, or that was whatever. I think and that's I wanted what to a try real to like, person would really yeah, do. I wanted to like yeah. capture that. Chris and I talked a lot about that during development. Of mm-hmm. like, there's always that person that you dated for two months, or you knew really, really well for the last semester of college, and then it's just, you know, you have these expectations. I think we're all given these expectations that. When you build a meaningful relationship, you're going to, like, know them in 30 years. And, you know, you're going to know – you're going to be writing correspondence when you're in the home, old folks in the home. But, like, that's not the Through way life like, works. Through your, like, cyber transmitter well, so then, You know, and that's okay. That just yeah. needs to be yeah. fine. That's like, life. That's it's like okay. friends you make when you travel abroad or something. Yeah. yeah. You get yeah. really close and you're like, oh, we're going to hang we're out gonna and go back. We're going to keep in touch. And you yeah. never email that well, person again. Part of, part of that is, like – because we had that long before we actually – we basically, proc- honestly, like just speaking totally frankly, like we basically procrastinated on coming up with what the ending of the game was for like a year. <laughs> but the thing we had. I've never done that before. Like, not procrastinate, I do it all the time. But like, not s- starting before knowing the ending. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd never done that before in my career. Yeah. yeah but we, like, the, yeah. it was more nebulous than we would admit to ourselves for quite a while, I think. Right. Yeah. But the, a lot of the asp- a lot of things sort of about the way the game was conceived and the design of the game that evolved sort of pointed towards a particular, I think, tonal target that, like, made sense to me. And then I think, Sean, as you said, we talked about a lot, and then mm-hmm. just kind of, I think, made were there before we knew what actually happened, and then obviously in it's the right. writing of it, I that think was we all took Sean, for granted that was, that was the ending of the game. Exactly. Yeah. Like, this, this sensation that over the course of several months, you can have an experience that sort of feels like a lifetime compressed. The, the before sunrise, into, before sunset series yeah, is, yeah. A, is a is a good yeah, like cinematic a really great, great example. Uh, yeah. example of the, of that and, style of and story. And then that ended up kind of I think sort of being reflected further in the design when I can't remember like when or how the idea of ex- of having like an explicit montage sequence came up, but like that was mm-hmm. there were increasingly aspects of the game and like the game being separated into these named days that like reinforce the amount of time that you're spending and the amount of time you're skipping. Um, that, that came in pretty early, I guess. But but then the montage came in a little later in the way that we, we did it. We refer to days oh, three sorry, yeah. through 64, 64 as, as the, the montage. montage. Because yeah. those because are all days these, that like, just yeah, are tiny. single yeah. snippets. Yeah. Yeah. And like, but you and don't so, experience, I mean, as the player, you don't, it's not, you, you don't, don't know how long any of them are going to be. Different, mm, yeah. Except right. that they are shorter. Right. But you don't know but, that going into but them. But the idea of that is that it's supposed to be like, I have a sense for what the cadence of this part of this like, Phase of this Just couple like, months. What is their of my normal life, life like? Basically, yeah. 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 And so the game ended up being Henry stealing like, food. You know, classic. <laughs> yeah. It ended up being a lot about the, those like time lapse moments in your own life when this like chunk of time collapses into a point that is somehow like incredibly fleeting, but also so densely packed that it feels like it it contains like somehow an entire personality of you in it that is like compartmentalized to yeah. that corner I mean, of your when you look life. back into certain relationships that so they sort of like act that way yeah, where like exactly. you have those yeah. like days that you will remember vividly like yeah. absolutely you will remember you know sun up to sunset vividly mm-hmm. and then there's other things where it's like man what that six months are like three things I remember yeah like yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, about it I like it. that feeling yeah. a lot yeah. for sure yeah. but uh, it's funny you mentioned the before. years of your life that disappear because the whatever relationship or professional life you have in that time just makes it so that five years from then you're like, I don't think I did anything. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's a yeah. feeling. That's yeah. the opposite of this game, I guess. Yeah. That's that's Firewatch 2. It's just like <laughs> meaningless garbage. Meaningless of life. <laughs> just like in kind of, of a bummer it. of a relationship with someone yeah. back there's no home, sa- sitting there's in this no tower, and nothing <laughs> happens. There's no save. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's, you mentioned the before movies, the yeah. uh, Linklater yeah. films. I actually had, those are 
some of my favorite movies. Definitely like all three of them somewhere in my top twenty five. Um, but when writing the last conversation with them, when Henry's at the desk at her desk with the cans on, um, I actually watched all of them in a row just to hear people talk when they're saying goodbye. You know, because like I'm like, okay, how do I experience this? I'm like, okay, do I need to like go? actually figure out how to do that in real life right now. I'm like, I don't really have a space for that. Who am I going to like say goodbye to? Am I going to take a trip? Like, oh, how do I orchestrate this? <laughs> Chris, we're taking a trip Chris. and then you're fired in the airport. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I watched those movies and uh, listening to just people, like honest, real people, like have a terminal point in their day or that's going to be their relationship going this way really informed that. It's like why they talk plainly and talk so, like in a hopeful way sometimes you can go down like you'll come to me and we'll do this thing and you know that it's hollow uh, but you don't want it to be and sometimes it's why they just talk about like what type of car do you drive like why are we asking about Delilah's car in the last two seconds of this game it's just because that's what you do and uh, that was a really like good educational thing yeah and there. I mean I feel like that false hope's even like more resonant uh, just given the time period of the game because it seems like now like Good, goodbyes almost mm-hmm. don't mean as so much just right. because you can yeah. no seriously like, that's a great yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's it's kind of weird uh yeah and like so few like i thought about that that's i've really had good. one person in my in the last whatever 10 years i've been in san francisco who like just went off the grid like literally no facebook no social media mm-hmm. like friends of my friends don't know where she went and it was just like that one i've only had one occasion where like someone i was actually close to just like well that was a goodbye like that's never like Never, there was no like, I'll see you when I see you. That's how I, that's what I said to her, even though right. it felt like false hope. It was like a lie, both of us told. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is good. I don't even know where to go with this. Delilah's like, I'll add you on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Friendster is right. I will go and invent Friendster. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Wait, you, guys, was... you mean you guys didn't find the Delilah Arg, Delilah's live journal? <laughs> <laughs> her uh, blogger? Her. her Henry and Delilah met two years later in an AOL chat room. Yeah, using AOL for DOS. <laughs> she so what was she set up a sorry. plan file? So the when you yes. said like the final quarter of the game changed, was the I final quarter you meeting her? Plan. What? Um, no, no. Oh, it was no, that it part was, that I was no. talking about before, where she is just like, "I'm done with you." Yeah, oh, and then oh, you're like, like, "I'm going to prove to you that all this stuff is happening." Gotcha, also, gotcha, also, gotcha. Also, yeah. the conclusion of, of Ned Goodwin's story changed because ton, and like all that stuff changed. In the original story, she didn't know that Brian Goodwin was in the tower. Yeah. Like she, she didn't the, believe the, the game yeah. was totally different. Totally like the different story. Was totally Everything different. is. I mean, that's just like yeah. a different story. She didn't know about Brian at all. Yeah, I forgot about that. Wow, yeah. you're right. She, you she were, was like, she was like, kids to, aren't supposed to be well, in there. Part, yeah. of the, part of the reason. She, <laughs> Go so, look at the dialogue, David. I, I forgot. Kids can't be out here. What this do you mean actually, there's a kid out here? This actually really speaks to what yeah. like we we're talking about earlier in terms of every time you add a plot element to the game, you have to think back to like, what if the player didn't figure this out? So we dedicated a huge like two months. We lived in a bullshit reality where it's like, oh well, you like. What if you never told her about this kid named Brian Goodwin? Like, she has to, like, then she has to learn about it somehow through, like, a forced critical path method. And, like, mm-hmm. oh, you can. If you find his folder. Like, you yeah. could find it. You could, like, yeah, not find his folder until, like, day 78. Oh, and, like, cool. oh, yeah, my God. It was, like, a nightmare. Yeah, his folder used to be hidden in one of the drawers and that you in could his find desk. On day two. And if you opened and closed it, it fell out. That's yeah. right. You would, like, we had a crip, I think, where the day you were Awful. supposed to go into the cave. 
Henry would start the day with the keys to the cave on his desk, and when you clicked on them to pick them up, he knocked them under his desk and then went underneath. And when you when we made the player pick them up, he would like hit his head really hard on the underside of the desk, and that would be finally the thing that made the folder drop that you could find any time in the Which game. Which is now all the stuff that's in his hideaway. Yeah, we only left you the, could, we left the D and D map in the drawer as an yeah. optional thing to find, but. But Man. you could have found it any day before that also. Yeah. Like that find it, you'd walk into the tower and find it on day zero. He also wouldn't know that Backpack is his because we yeah. sewed right. his name we, on after yes, we that, decided. That was how we eventually solved yeah. this whole problem was by being like, okay, well, you have to find that backpack. What if the backpack belonged to Brian Goodwin? And we force Henry to say, like, thanks, Brian Goodwin. And then she's like, Brian Goodwin? And she's like, you know. Yeah. And we were like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we, the way that we redid this whole thing was we are like, well, if we have the story of these teens and – whatever the heck else is going on, there's the missing persons flyer and stuff. We're like, let's just bury Brian Goodwin's name amidst Delilah's weird stories and, like, the raccoon Carter, all this, just, like, so hopefully he'll just get lost in in the just gross mess of weird stuff you're hearing Delilah talk about in the first couple days, and then it will emerge later in the story, but it was, in, in an earlier version, it was more, like, by some means, we hope that players will come across Brian Goodwin and it will be the seed of this mystery, and it was very hard to make it work in a way that was actually satisfying. It's one of those things that I think you can get yourself super psyched up about in the abstract and just, again, take yeah. for granted for, like, a year that it's going to be amazing. And then you put it in the game and go, oh, man, oh, this is not yeah. actually what is yeah. good. Yeah. Our animator was really, really sad when we asked him to remove the really beautiful animation of Henry knocking keys behind a desk fumbling, getting upset, then going under the desk, hitting his head, picking up a folder full of documents, and examining all of them in detail. Oh yeah. And there were like Older. four variants of that. Oh for like, God. What if you just open and close the drawer yourself and yeah. then found it? What if you leave it on the floor <laughs> yeah. and then pick it up later? Yeah. What if you don't radio about it? Da, 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 da. And then we're like, uh, James, all of the folder is cut. It's just going to be in his hideout. That was the day when I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was so much stuff like that. The having That's on video. Having still going. <laughs> Finding ways in this game to like force the player to encounter information was so incredibly difficult. Oh God, like yeah. when because you know, typically in a game that deals with constant audio communication, like the person in who you know, in like Bioshock or in most games that have audio logs, the whole point of them is that the person on the other end of the audio log the of is the world, more right? informed than you are. Like yeah, whether they're controlling you. you or whether they're just like Manning a control they're, center. They're and your guide through the world, right? Like yeah. whether it's Alex Vance or whoever the heck. Right. Like but in, our, but in like, our game, you and Delilah are ba- are essentially on equal footing. Like if anything, you have more information than she does. She, most she of the knows time. she knows like the history of the space, but she has right. no idea what is happening yeah. in the present. In real time, and the yeah. game is like yeah. you don't have to tell her. In a, in a, in a right. world also true. where there was nothing going on other than you were just finding the remains of things in the world. Like if it was just a sort of like. Yeah, if it was pieced together. Environmental the storytelling excavation, then here. Delilah would just tell yeah. know everything. But in this case, you're like, I'm standing in a place that you don't like, know exists. I just got punched. Weird... Yeah, like, right, I'm, I'm the only person who knows that I just got punched, and I'm telling you, and now you're the only other person who knows. Yeah. You know, so like finding ways to. Yeah. Even that moment didn't work for a long time. Yeah. The whole day 76. You know which thing. moments worked for a long time? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. the stuff that no, we put in that very first demo where the rope breaks. Day one yeah. has worked for a very yeah, long time because th- well, we showed off day one. Yeah, throwing the radio. A year ago. Right. That was also yeah. the first yeah. thing that we designed, and it was sort of yeah. a test case for a ton of. Films. It was so much the first thing yeah. that we designed that the entire scene that our game lives inside is called Teen Loop Unity <laughs> because it was like, oh, it's the part where you encounter the teens. And That's the loop. first part of the game we'll make. And then we're like, oh, we just keep building the entire world. We'll then load that into Game World Unity when that gets added later in production. Oh, so we found out that Gone Home, uh, their entire Unity scene is called Front Porch for the <laughs> <Yes>. same reason. <laughs> 
talking about a good old teen loop? Teen loop. Yeah. It's yeah. sort of just like once you get this one thing to work, then don't like just sort of how we Well, it's because you check that into source control, then someone else is like, oh, you know, I'm going to add this stuff that's to the north of it. Well, this is already inside of teen loop, so I'm going to check out teen loop, and I'll add it, and we'll fix it later. Well, also, the streaming solution we ended up using for the game makes the original plan not feasible in the first place. Like, there wouldn't even have been any good way to just be like, oh, now we're going to create a bigger overworld. Like the real one. Yeah, like, nope. nope. It's just, that's what it is. Too late. This and is such it, like a nightmare to construct. I can't, yeah, like, so, I can't imagine yeah. how you oh, make something that is oh. as also, believable as this our, place. Uh, our source control server crashed and corrupted our data of the main oh, yeah, project. Right so our, before, our game were like, in like March, the demo, right before, yeah, right we before had GDC. So we're like, demo. this project has been like its internal name was Wyoming. Uh, like so, but then we're like, okay, we're gonna do the GDC demo. So let's branch the game into a new folder called Wyoming GDC, and the night that Will and I made the first build of Wyoming GDC, the <laughs> Playable hard drive build. crashed <laughs> and Wyoming was corrupted. So we're like, okay, one day we're going to rename Wyoming GDC back to Wyoming. Nope. Our canonical <laughs> branch is so now if you want to work on the main world of Firewatch, you check out Teen Loop in Wyoming GDC and that's the, how it goes. Yep. So that's what a video game <laughs> is. You may also wondering. find yourself editing teenzone.unity within Teen Loop. So yeah, that's what there. The <laughs> That's how you do it, man. Yeah, I know the spoiler cast. secrets. Yeah, they're all dumb. It's fine. Yeah. We're getting spoilers for the whole. Oh, the that whole is why there's a Teen Zone magazine inside yeah. of the game because yeah. that, that area. Teen Zone magazine is named after Teen Zone Unity. Which is the so which grand. is the teen which, which is not which, even where that, the Teen that, Zone no, magazine is. No. <laughs> the, no, that's the Teen Zone is short for Teen Party Zone, which is the canonical name of oh, that's the, true. Yeah, of party the zone. little uh, where you area go with the campfire yeah. and underpants. But they're actually located adjacent, in Teen Camp. Directly adjacent yeah. to the sex. Yeah, tunnel. you can find Teen yeah. Zone magazine in Teen Camp inside of Teen Loop, um, separately from the Teen Zone scene file, which contains <laughs> teens, which contains sex teens, <laughs> which contains teens and sex tunnel and sex tunnel. Let's not talk about sex tunnel. Jane named no, it. What's going, on, what's going on with sex tunnel? That's just the tunnel just you go through with little, the underpants and stuff. It's the little foliage S-curve you go through to yeah, get like from the campfire to the lake. Because yeah, you find all the sexy the underwear sex in there. It's it sex is. Tunnel. Yeah. It's it was where like all the, the bras sexy and time when they were like yeah. stripping and yeah. then running away. I mean, they probably weren't actually having sex. Yeah, because no, it was just, just a sexy time. time. Yeah. It was like a frolicking intercourse. No! It was called sexy tunnel, but there was a character limit, so you had to shorten it to sex tunnel. I didn't name it. I think I tried to read it. No, I don't think I named it. Well, maybe someone did. Because we all tried to like call it the Brambles. It's like the Brambles sex tunnel. Done. I thought Ollie named sex. Let's tunnel. just blame Ollie. He's not here. He's in a different <laughs> continent. <laughs> yeah. A lot of names for things just bubbled up like that. Badly. Badly. Yeah, it's happened yeah, all the time. Became terrible. Yeah. So what, you got other questions? <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you ever ask any questions? Why don't you ever say? I don't know. I just don't have a lot to say, honestly. <laughs> How ruined is this podcast? It's that's fine. This, this is exactly what, what I was what hoping for. Wants, I really hope at. that people like Firewatch. <laughs> oh, I know. See, see, we're just see? like bathing in it. Anyway, you. this was our motivation for the end of this game. We were watching. The, the the like masterwork of Richard Linklater. Anyway, uh, sex tunnels. <laughs> anyway, Man, sex tunnels. Poops. Meanwhile, this this is just like running on a reel to reel in a disused warehouse somewhere. No one has ever heard it ever because yeah. they don't care. Yeah, this is this is locked away with Top that portal two champagne. To I, yes. <laughs> Uh, I guess with all the stuff you're talking about in mind, right? Like you have all of these pieces that you're loading into other pieces to make this world. And when you guys were here last time, or two, two, one of the times you were here, you showed us like, "Hey, this is the world in Unity," mm-hmm. and you have, to, and it's so segmented out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we flew like, you around the streaming yeah. chunks that time. That's right when we did the, we the video capture. Yeah, yeah, and I got to see. I think it was uh, Delilah underscore Listen tower as the final area, and I was like, "Well, wait, let me get to this." Listening to this, knowing that pub, the public is going to be hearing it, and don't know what you're talking about. I just realized how gross the phrase "streaming chunk" is. <laughs> 
Thanks, Chris. It. Thanks for really interrupting with that little <laughs> gem. Sorry, I said, Mitch. Sorry, you were asking a real question before Chris decided the, the to do whatever that to was. Look, the threshold to interrupt screaming. Mitch <laughs> is getting lower and lower. Literally, did you have a thought? Eventually, <laughs> you're going to talk, and one of us is just going to rip a 20 second fart. Oh, a streaming that. chunk? God. Okay. One of us is going to stream a big old chunk. Chris. Chris. What? This is the Imagine what? Games Network. Just I'm using my imagination. Stop using it. <laughs> Where do you think this video is, games come from? Firewatch is an adult game about adults having adult conversations. <laughs> Rated T for T. Are you having a nice time, Jane? So, streaming chunks. I literally do not remember what I was going to ask. No, I was it's really gone. good. No, no it's no, gone. You were saying you were here. You were showing us, flying us around the oh, world. Oh, oh, so you've got all these like weird interconnected pieces that sort of load into each other. How does that become a place that I'm exploring and I understand? And now that I've played through it a couple times, no like, idea. I've got sort Jane, of memorized. Jane, you want to talk about streaming trigger oh placement? Yeah. Um, man, so the, I, I I'm actually prepping for the GDC talk that talks about all this right Perfect. now. Perfect. So if you're interested. Moscone <laughs> and learning about our center. So eventually, it'll be like an hour talk about how we're doing this. <clears throat> but I was just doing a count that we have 129 Unity scenes that go in and out to like make this world. And they don't necessarily connect like Lego. Sometimes they sit on top of each yeah. other. Yeah. So it's complicated, basically. But it's good that like most people don't. If you like, the hope is that when you're playing the game. It just seems like it's contiguous, yeah. but actually, the actual so process. I think if you go back and do it step by step, makes me sound like an irresponsible. <laughs> I was just thinking about it, where I was like, because I gray boxed a ton of Firewatch and then just mm-hmm. handed it over to Jane to sort and of. Then I'll be like, I'll make this work to figure <laughs> it out. Yeah, because like we, I would just sort of load all of the parts of the world that we already had, and then just lay down blank terrain chunks. It's, it's video game terrain, which I've, if you've ever seen people paint, it's like. Um, you have a clay tablet, and you sort of mush or pull out of it with a with a paint tool. Mm-hmm. So I just sort of load up mm-hmm. the parts that we had, and then just like mush a bunch of garbage in, and then place a bunch of <laughs> fake trees because I used the wrong ones that Jane had to erase and redo. <laughs> and then was like, this probably seems good. And then Jane would have to go in and figure out like, well, we can technically only have X number of big mm-hmm. chunks of the world loaded at a time. So when you come around this <clears> corner. This actually has to become a big rock face with some trees growing out of it to hide the fact that you were you to like were Firewatch to have um, a, a jump button, you would be able to see that there's nothing on the other side because we've unloaded it. So like, <laughs> we, like, Jane went and did a ton of work to place, to, like hand place and mm-hmm. finesse all of the triggers around the world that sort of control where that thing, where those go and don't go, and managing sight lines and managing choke points where you end up in a little corridor yeah. that goes down a hill and back up or whatever, just so that we can secretly turn the world yeah. off behind you and stuff like that. Yeah, but we, <clears throat> the tricky thing is we still also want it to feel like, yeah, oh, you can see really far all Yeah, the time. still feels like outside. Yeah, uh, so there's also like an Indiana yeah. Jones bait and switch where the yes. low-res world will disappear when you yeah. go around a corner, and then when you, like if you walk slowly up a spiral hill at the bottom, the high-res version of the world is there. Yeah. Then by the time you get to the top, you we've unloaded that and out. like, whoop, put a yeah. low-res, <laughs> like just... Plastic model of the world off yeah. in the background that then. Just but your tower is always where it is, kind of. Yeah, the yeah. space the you space know. lines up. We thought we were going to cheat it way more. I think. Yeah, than I we think that's doing. the thing. Like originally, we thought, oh, we, this is not an open world game. We'll just like, you know, do like a fake. It turned thing. out in it practice, turned out it was basically we made an. Open I think world it game. actually ended up being easier to have spatial continuity than to yeah. try and oh, yeah, fake yeah, it because yeah, exactly. for like, then we'd start like cheating yeah. things to look bigger yeah. and like. Well, yeah, especially exactly. because so many of the the quests ended up having you just mm-hmm. needing to traverse. Like yeah. the entire map, I'm mean, not a lot all the time, but like you know, I, I mean, I guess you guys know. Like there are definitely a number of cases where you basically have to cross like 
50 to 75% of the map at once. And so it's like this needs to, <coughs> you need to be able to have some kind of spatial memory here yeah. so that if you see your tower right. in the distance and that's where you're trying to go, it's like, okay, this needs to actually basically yeah, it's, work. It's really lame, but if you take a map of Firewatch and look at it from the top down. But you can by hitting the M button. And if you were to draw yeah, the basic map, where you yeah. are and where the game tells you to go, it kind of just tells you to make an X one way, then make an X the other way, and then to walk along three of the edges. That was I, I was level designer on Firewatch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> level design 101. Level design 101. You have a question? Uh, no, yeah, there's a couple just scenes, really quick scenes I want to talk about. One was uh, Delilah mentions multiple times how she's able to see into your tower. Can you ever see into hers? Or can you ever like can you ever see her silhouette? This is the spoiler no. cast, so yes, you can see into her tower once at the end of the game when you go to no, it. No, but you oh, can't like I mean like, no, like see her. Yeah. No, we well, that's actually a problem, right? Like I mean, we talked about this early as a, this is actually an environment thing, right? Mm-hmm. So we were talking earlier about you should have binoculars or something, maybe? Like We should have put them in Goodman's them? hideout, did we? I don't, we don't talked about so. it. We talked about putting your stolen binoculars in Goodman's hideout, but we, we just couldn't, yeah. we couldn't but do you binoculars, could see, right? Yeah, yeah it was just sort of like once tower, you Actually, those. those are actual accurate locations of those two yeah. towers, yeah. which was really but cool. But we, we, Delilah has a set of binoculars. A real fire lookout would, would definitely have, like have binoculars. binoculars. <laughs> we actually took them off the table because we didn't even want to get into the technical investigation of what if you're in a lookout tower... Yeah. And you can zoom in because, as we're talking about, we're doing all this managing to yeah. fit this mm-hmm. game in Unity and letting, yeah. you, letting you just go and zoom in on the entire world. If you're Bethesda, I think you can pull that oh, off. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I it, was like, just, yeah. it was just well, a half scope for us people. to effectively let the camera go boop and just pop yeah. to anywhere at the, in the world. So you yeah. can't ever see into Delilah's tower beyond no. just seeing her light is off sometimes sure, and on sure. sometimes, and that's about it. Yeah. That was definitely, you know, like. A conversation because it's like, well, also, we how like, important is this to this story? And we are ten people, and we have oh, 18 months left. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like now that we've really gotten started. Yeah, I think, and then when you realize it's yeah. not, you sort of just make peace with it. Yeah. Like it's I'd rather weird. like yeah. talk. Like when I look at her tower, I can. I talk, also, talk yeah, to I, I also like from a design standpoint it. that you yeah. don't ever have a hundred percent confirmation of the movement of Delilah yeah, like, or like of anything there? other than. She's represented by that tiny tower on the horizon, and that's all that you get. And I think that I'm glad that we didn't try to do anything cheaper than that. So sort of going along with that, like Mm -hmm. it wasn't until probably near the end of the game that I actually finally trusted Delilah. Like I sort of I had this I had this thing the entire game that the same thing I had with Gone Home, where Mm -hmm. I was like, I think you guys are trying to lie to me or trying to like misdirect me or sleight of hand. Um, And especially with that scene where uh, you wake up and you talk to your wife on the radio. Uh, Like at that point, I'm just like, oh god! Like I like all the theories I had going through my head. I'm like, was what's the bait and switch here? Like, am I the one with Alzheimer's? (laughs) (laughs) Am I the one with dementia? Um, So what was like? I don't know. What does that scene say to you? Was that just him having a weird yeah, sleepwalking yeah. dream? I think so. I mean, I think it was, um, yeah, it's just the way he experienced it as a dream. Um, and I think it was important to, at least I was thinking about this a lot, is that it was important to make all of these theories plausible and to sort of create paranoia and worry, uh, but then respect your intelligence and not go like do the switch mm-hmm. because I think that uh, mirrors somebody in crisis way better, right? Like, if you're Henry, I think it's completely plausible to think I'm losing my mind. I think it's completely plausible to think there's something going on. Like my life is like this because of some force. And then when there's not, it's almost more tragic. 
because you're like, oh no, I am in control. You blame. Of, and I am to I mean, blame. Kind of do. Yeah, it's like yeah. I am in control of <laughs> that what one guy who next. did plant yeah. evidence of me at a research site, then burn it down. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He is blame him for that. He's someone yeah. to blame. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you can't blame. But him like for, not for Henry's for... emotional state, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think had we made it a game with a twist like that, uh, not that it doesn't have a twist. I guess the twist is like. Is the, is the next one stuff, yeah. which is character motivated, I feel. Um, it would have totally belittled the human experience of having those feelings. Wait, did you guys find the elevator in Ned Goodman's bunker that oh, they do to the geodesic dome? <laughs> <laughs> this is in the lost cinematic universe? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think it's important that, um, like, somewhere along the line, like, uh, I guess the sixth sense or something, like, pop culture, germo- pop culture, thriller dramas or pop culture dramas felt like they needed to have a twist mm-hmm. so everyone was talking about it at the water cooler and I feel like those are that was really bad like mm-hmm. that was like a really like bad well, it feels like that, thing that, that style of like 20s, 20th century short story fiction is not is a thing that's been around forever but that like became the default mode yeah, I think. yeah. yeah. and I feel like it really d- like does not respect the intelligence of the person experiencing it especially the emotional intelligence of the person experiencing it because well, also the, the purpose of it in a short yeah. story is usually to like one, it takes a lot less of your time to experience, and also the point is like to make a specific sort of social point or right. Like, right. It's you know, secretly like, that's almost like essay as fiction, yeah, like through exactly. allegory. But, but like, as opposed to as a summer, just going like, going. oh my god! Now in the third act, you reveal the twist. It's like yeah. once it becomes like a form, like a formal, just like cliche. Like oh, yeah. it just turns. It becomes terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, you know, Gone Home did it, and then we did it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I that's what I think. Is that an okay answer? How did you, how did no, you feel about that answer? I, uh, I took the mic away. Marty has no opinion. Here. <laughs> just I'm move kidding. your lips and just start crying. <laughs> uh, we are running dangerously low on um, a lot of camera memory, a lot of things, sanity, uh, camera memory. So we need to. I'm cool. gonna. We're playing a little bit with fire, but we can't not talk about uh, Sissy and Rich and working with those guys oh, yeah. and their performances. Who? They, who? <laughs> uh, we just not. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah. No, uh, your yeah. actors were incredible. Like obviously, yeah. I have a lot to say about they, that, but I'll go fast. P- please do, and I want to hear like cool stories because I know that you kind of kept them separated by choice for a long, long time. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, uh, they started recording the game both in their own home recording setups, and they never. I didn't let them meet before we started, and they built their relationship completely through the lines of the game, talking to each other over a phone. So it was like, well, Even they live in the same city. Yeah, they live in the, not only in the same city, they both live in like Toluca Lake, which is the one little neighborhood in the, in That's the valley. That's hilarious. Yeah. They live maybe a quarter mile from each other. So they'd seen each other in a Ralph's. They've definitely, <laughs> been, they've definitely been to Gelson's and been like, yeah. is that the guy from Mad Men? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, um, so we started the game, and I we were literally literally setting up the office, like building the desk that we would sit at. And I called Sissy on the phone and said, hey, we worked together on The Walking Dead. You were Katja. You were one of the best actresses I've ever worked with in my life. I'm doing a game, and it's going to have a female lead, and it's going to be you. So just so you know, hope that's cool. She's still <laughs> read for it, though. Yeah. She read lines for it. She did the did the demo stuff, but like there yeah, was no competing, competing. No, yeah, Lila. We I never remember, took another I audition. That, that came in and Jane. You were like the happiest that we were casting right off the bat. I was yeah. like, oh my god, I love her. Yeah, <laughs> immediately. Um, and then with Henry, it was just a slog. We kept oh writing. God, all, oh my god, yeah, it took a long dozens time. and dozens and dozens of reads. And then uh, Patrick Ewing, not the basketball player, but for, he's a, a programmer on the game. Uh, he ran a like a board game blog um and rich followed him on twitter and i was like just see if that guy wants to read for it and rich and i got on the phone the next day and he's like yeah totally i want to do this and he read for it and was completely different than what i wanted like it was just like what did you want 
Uh, I wanted someone like Louis C.K., I guess. I wanted okay. sort of Somebody this, angrier then. Yeah, and just more like... like Fed up with yeah. everything. Uh, Which still kind of fits. Someone more wry, sure. kind of. Yeah, okay. yeah. More wry and a little bit like you, you could see him blowing something off line for line more than where like it seems like Henry... Henry that we have played by Rich seems like he sort of balls it up a little more. Yeah, exactly. And uh, But I also didn't know what I wanted. It's just one of those things where I would just write casting sheets all the time and change it up and say, oh, I want this, I want this. Like, look, these are the inspirations now. Here think, are different I think lines. Harry Crane from Mad Men showed up as sort of a, like, stature yeah. Uh, yeah. model for a Henry. A little but I, but bit. But I, no, I, think we're, I think you might be back dropping that. Because what I was going to say is that, like, more... is, oh, hold on, let me finish, is that Rich unlocked the character as a human, as an actor for me in a way that no actor ever had before. Wow. Where I just said, like, oh, you were it. I just didn't know that, that was right. Like, it was in there, and, like, you just went, like, also, when you and sent there is. when you sent his read to the team, yeah, that was literally the fr- not only was he like the best one, it was the first and only one out of the, the dozens that we all listened to, where where any of us were just like oh my that God. even could be, that even yeah. could be like I yeah. I remember listening to a ton of those and not even feeling like yeah there we're was like oh are we making a mistake like, like, we're even this close. game yeah. is there so so something like, the lines yeah, yeah. I remember like, I remember we've like something wrong not even like a maybe everyone was no just like we are yeah I remember picking like because I felt like I was under under duress not that it was my like decision but just as like just. Yeah. These are like three. I guess like seem like they maybe, yeah. but like I was basically. Yeah. Then like, his reads came in and were like, "Please, like, oh, oh man, oh, hope, I hope we can get this guy it's because it's just like, this is just what it is." Like, yeah. Like, if you listen to both of them together, you're like, then like "I would listen." We to can make the game now if both of these people yeah. say yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. it also means it was like, so clear. Writing the game became much easier. I just wrote for them as characters and yeah. as actors. Um, and we became really close. It was like really intimate. You know, hours and hours and hours just talking to each other. You know, through and headphones. you recorded chronologically, which was cool, right? Yeah. Because oh, that's they awesome. were wow. starting off kind of awkward talking to each other, which really actually adds to the game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We do. I think um, with a game that has a story like that, we'll always try to like build and record as the story moves forward, unless there was a at least until you get reason. through one passage, and then you yeah. got to go. We back. We come back and through and do backfill for sure. Yeah. But yeah, um, they're amazing. Like working with them was and is like one of the most gratifying professional experiences period yeah they're really wonderful people cool and i owe them so much for <laughs> like i mean you know like if you find that thing that unlocks that thing for you if you think about oh what if i hadn't found rich like that's a very <laughs> dark like i don't like to think about that you know uh so i owe them a lot cool yeah uh we should wrap up but does anybody else have anything anything we didn't touch on streaming chunks gosh <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, I guess I'll add a little bit. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed actually making Delilah Tower at the end because you don't see her, you only like listen to her. But I think we tried to put as much of like how she is as a person in that cabin. I think that was cool. I like that. Yeah, the main menu is Delilah's Tower in broad, beautiful mm-hmm. daylight, but and like, you, you don't see it until exactly. it's miserable. And everything I remember is asking wrong. you questions like. If she's eating something, what would she be eating? Yeah. Or like, if she has a set of slippers, which of these three would be? Delighted? I love that she had the pork sign. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. Time. Yeah. She was yes. the one that yeah. stole it. Yeah. So huh? good. Oh, pork pond. Yeah. 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 Wow, that was great. Oh, yeah. someone stole it many a while ago. It's her. Look great in any space. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Jane did this like really amazing job of. It would have been really easy to just sort of like carbon copy Henry's tower and then just like put different stuff in yeah. it. But I feel like it was. A, it's a different actual structure, and then. The things as you move through it, I can see Jane like set dressing it as a character, 
which is really cool. Like she's here, yeah. Like here are the shoes. Here is this. This is where I keep my thing. And I've been here, you know, every year, you know, for 13 years on and off. I've been in this tower, so I know that like top shelf right is where I keep those. And I love that feeling about that tower because your tower is not like that. And especially if you just like pick stuff up and throw it around, leave the books on the floor, yeah, leave them wherever. It's just going to be there tomorrow. Uh, I think we cleaned up the tower maybe a couple times based on time jump, but um, I love that. Like I love that it felt like. Jane set dressed that as a character. That was like one of my favorite things about that. Yeah. Did we do it? Did we spoil the cast? I think it's been officially very spoiled. Very, very I, spoiled. I feel what spoiled. spoiled. I feel like I've like like spoiled like the way you would say like his food is spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's how I feel. Now. Jane, tell me about that second ending. <laughs> oh, not happening. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Bring us back. Turn this shit off. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, we are going to get out of here. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you guys Thanks, so much guys. for joining us. Like, yeah. This was awesome. I learned a lot. Sean learned a lot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this was great. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.